An excerpt from The Passenger by Digital Daggers. Oh, the passenger, he rides and he rides. He sees the world from under glass. He sees the bright and hollow sky. He sees the city asleep at night. He sees the stars that shine so bright. And he rides and he rides. There's a house incoming. Please act quickly. I'm going to jump onto the house and open the door and so that when it lands, the door will be open, like, and it will create an opening, like, just where he is standing. Right. Like, that stun. Got it. You know where the house fall down, falls down? Uh-huh. We're going to do that, okay? Okay, so. Roll my dice. Fall. <laughs> Alright, so a house lands on Pop-Tart and Pan. We're running out of stats to damage, and Yuri and Harbinger haven't done shit. Well, time to leave. Yuri, I got the ship ready. Oh, we're not gonna leave them here. I'm pretty much tapped out of magic. I'm gonna go lie down. Uh, your friends are all buried under a house, and one's trying to hijack your ship. <laughs> wow, I am dropping wire into the fight now. Thud! A giant metal pod lands three feet to your right. <laughs> the sides of it open up, and they are the arms of a beetle man. Hi. I was called for. Uh-huh. Oh, fire was destroyed again. That's like the 27th time. Wait, oh, all that work? He bought you time. There was no chance for the cyborg to mess with the pumpkin patch as a result. So you guys got away clean. As the pumpkin patch floats away, you all enjoy a tea patch in the central pod. Yay. And nobody feels any regrets about destroying a massive tower. Nope, not at all. So what is everyone doing? What? Where do you go once you're done eating and regrouping and the ship is moving properly? Well, I don't really have much choice in the matter. I'm sitting here, just kind of waffling around, making sure that the ship has enough energy to keep moving. I'm currently trying to figure out what to do with this golem core. I, more violently than I intended removed from a living golem by force. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you just sitting there in the sauna holding this gem crystal thing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's pretty, but I'm not sure what it works in. Alright, let's immediately go into a scene with you, because I had a thing for when you did this. Okay. So, this, this gem is, it's an orb. A, roughly an orb. It is many-sided. Maybe 30-sided-ish. So you could roll it as a die. And it is a semi-transparent crystal in like a bluish color, I want to say. And as you're holding it and turning it over in your hand, the room starts to feel a little bit different. And you're sitting there and producing all this steam, and all the steam starts coalescing around your hand. Oh. Is it, is it cold? or No, it feels like regular steam. It's regular, very hot, normal steam. But... The, the core starts to lift out of your hand, and it gathers more and more steam. Did I just make a steam golem? You just made a steam golem. Oh. A pair of eyes open up, and it looks in front of you. Or, it looks at you. It looks around. And it asks you, Where do you want me? 
where do you want you? I need to guard. There is no gate. I need a gate. Do I really want to have an existential crisis with a golem? I mean, you can do whatever you want with a golem. I... <laughs> he attempts to... Well, what is this shape like? It's just a face? Right now, it isn't shaped like anything. It's just... There's a pair of eyes above the co- above the crystal that are looking at you, but it's just all the steam in the room has basically moved into a blob? Like, it's it's filling the entire room right now, basically. Hmm. So it doesn't have a shape. It is the shape of its container. Uh. Hmm. There is a door to this place, which it is eyeing, but it is currently, you know, blocked by a big steel-bolted door. I think you should ask the golem on a date. (laughs) I mean, I'd rather not. Is there anything lying around the sauna still? Uh, I don't know. How do you normally keep the sauna? There's just kind of, because he's just been living here for so long and letting the floor get completely soaked and not really caring about it, it's just kind of towels. (laughs) Random bits of bath salts here and there, so it smells kind of nice. He tried to bring some reading in, but it didn't really work out. Okay. So I'm thinking, like, there's, like, a bench. I'm thinking it's a round room. It's a round room, like, with a bench going around the edge that you're now sitting on. And, like, you just have your feet constantly soaking in water that is filling in. And you're turning that into steam to power the ship. And it's being siphoned up by some, like, tubes above you, whatever. So you're, like, locked in this little room that's part of the spa that was, like, a personal sauna or something originally. I'm, I'm gonna just slowly walk o- open to the door and gesture to it and see what happens. Okay. Uh, it, it follows you. Shall I guard this gate? You do you. Okay. You now have a wall of superheated steam in the doorway as the golem moves where the door used to be. Cool. Uh, well, hot, actually. And it is now looking outward, apparently with the intent to guard the steam core. I guess this is helpful. I can't believe Fryer is doing the same thing as Aurorialis. I just can't believe how villainous he is. I mean, <laughs> he clearly wants to! I offered! Also, <laughs> with the door open, all the steam is kind of like. It's not going to where it needs to go in the ship. Oh. You do um, need that. Do- you, need, you do need this room sealed. What happens? Okay. Um. So does that mean we're losing altitude? Can I. I don't know. Like. Can I just, like, have him guard an archway in, in the room? Sure. Does it have to be a door? It has to be some kind of door way. It needs to be a passage. It wants to guard. I'm just gonna tell him to guard one of some of the columns in the sauna and let him hang out. Okay. So now it's guarding... I want to say it's going to be guarding the passageway between the steam core and one of the three shops around it. Which one do you want it to be guarding? Well... Like, which exit from the store? Because I don't think there are actually, like, columns here other than the entrances and exits. Just to avoid any problems involving either Pop-Tart or the dog, I'm going to make sure that no one can get in from Neptune's playground, which is the store next door. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. 
I don't know what this accomplished. Uh, you now have a golem guarding that door. But, like, you can still get in the other side, you just have to go a very long... Yeah, you have to go a long way around. I hope he's happy. I hope they're having a good life. And that's what Pan is up to immediately after this, while, while that whole scene is happening and a steam golem is brought to life and given a job. What's everyone else doing? What's Pop-Tart up to? I'm play-wrestling with the totally normal dog. Okay. Are you in the water or, like, on the floor here, or...? Yeah, we're just splashing around in the water. There's pond slime all over the floor <laughs> in the aquarium. Okay, so Neptune's playground is a mess and will always be a mess, is my It will always be a mess. Can I imagine that there's probably, like, moss and mold growing on the corners of the floor? Yeah, there's, like, a like a thin layer of water on the floor yeah. pretty much at all times with, you know, various bits of algae on top of it. And that, that's how Pop-Tart likes it. That's how Pop-Tart lives. Yeah, so they're just splashing around in the big tank, just wrestling. Okay. Just having a good time. Yuria, where did you go? What did you do immediately after helping destroy the main bit of a city of your people on the Blue Mountain? Yeah, I'm not guilty. I don't feel any bit guilty about that, so I'm just literally in my room right now. Uh, like I mentioned in the ship episode, mini episode thing, whatever it's called. Uh, I'm just finishing up my wrecking yo-yo, so that will be at my side for our next adventure. Cool. And then after I finish that, I'm just going to be reading some of my, one of my books. Some uh, of your classic literature. Yeah, that, yeah. While enjoying a fine vape. <laughs> I just have a, you can clearly tell she's trying to hide it behind a hardcover book of the mechanics of dungeon keeping. And you can tell she's just reading another comic. Do you really care that much about what all of us think of you? Yes. <laughs> she's slightly self-conscious, okay? Have you looked at who we pe- This is not a spread of respectable individuals. I have no idea what you're talking about. Harbinger is a respected member of the Column City. What? This is just who she is, okay? Speaking of, Harbinger, what are you doing? What are you up to? Where'd you go? I think that the Harbinger would retire to their quarters immediately after the battle to tinker with their ill-gotten power orb. It's true, you do have a giant glowy power orb that is probably a little difficult for you to move by yourself. Well, I probably just had my dog do it. Yeah, yeah, dog could totally do it. That makes sense. My intention is to turn this device of ice into snow into one of fire and warmth and light. I intend to install an airsat sun within the mall itself. Okay. That is surprisingly easy to do, actually, because it turns out it this was literally a battery. This is a giant battery. It will need its own power eventually, but it has a lot stored in it. The actual cold and uh, weather control stuff, you didn't take that part. You smashed that on the rocks below. Oh, score. So it really is just that easy. Yeah. My intention was to install this in the atrium, a.k.a. the steam core, a.k.a. I'm going to meet up with your new buddy, steam buddy. And I'm probably going to... Thankfully, he does not block your way in the slightest. I probably don't notice him at first. I'm probably just like, oh, it's so steamy in here. What the hell? Anyway, uh, I'm heading down to the atrium floor to install the sun orb. Hey, uh, Pan. Harbinger's here. Yeah, hey, hey, what's going on? Why is it so extra steamy in here anyway? Well, remember that golem that I... He does little air coats. 
killed? I'm not sure what the proper verb would be. Yes, I do. Either way, I didn't do that. It's fine, and it's here now. It's kind of hanging out. I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do with it. That's great. That's great. That's wonderful. That's great. I'm not sure if it actually has a real name. I've been calling it Halt, but that's, I think, the only word it says. As Harbinger backs away and leaves. To install the beautiful shining sun orb below you. Well, we can still talk to each other. <laughs> Duh. There's now a big battery in the bottom, in the floor of the, the sauna you stay in. Pretty sure at this point, Yuria kind of notices the ship's kind of... Acting kind of odd between the steam that was let out earlier and now the sun orb. I imagine that there's enough stored in the quad core engine that a little bit of steam loss isn't a big deal. Like, it can fly for a bit without Pan being here. He just needs to recharge it regularly. Well, she's got the odometer, so she kind of knows this. Okay. Is Halt just, like, siphoning all of the steam in the room towards its door? If you've closed your pod again, then no. It will have taken all of the steam that is that it has and made its body out of that, but it's not going to take more if you don't give it more. Okay. Yes, I wonder what all the hubbub is going on. I'm going down here. Oh, and uh, Normal Dog is in Neptune's playground's the only way here. Uh... Thankfully, it's inside a tank right now, so if you, you know, stick to the walls and don't slip and move slowly. Yeah, my, m- mind the pond slime? <gasps> ah! Yeah, she definitely trips a couple times, but she makes it out. Now significantly more wet from being splashed on and slipping on the floor. <sighs> and you start to cross the catwalk. Yep, here I come. Holt. Uh. There is a wall of steam that is very hot and would definitely burn you if you tried to walk through it. Well, it's just drying my fur out except it's all frizzled. Ugh. Holt, you are unauthorized. Pan, what did you do? Halt. Please step back. Oh, uh... Yeah, okay. You can open... He's gonna leave the steam core again. Come outside. Walk through Halt. Yeah, because it doesn't burn you. Also, when you try to do that, he says, Halt, please step back. But you just walk through him because he can't actually touch you in any way that does things to you because you're fireproof. Can I just grab the core back? You could. You could tear the core back out of Halt and kill him again. Yeah, you could kill Halt a second time today. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Why do you keep making me do this? Okay, I guess the first time was my fault. And it led to this, so this is also my fault. Yeah. but I mean, um, if you want to figure things out with Halt, you can always speak softly with him. There's a role for this. Oh, I have an idea. Y- yeah? What's your idea, though? Barbie? I have an idea that's, like, an idea from me as a player and absolutely not for me as a character. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I think the best, like, the most pan possible version of Halt would probably be to take that gem and go slam it into the blanket tower. No! Why? <laughs> it's just, like, all pillows and blankets. Why? A blanket elemental. Wait, actually... Yeah, does it only work on, like, water-based things? Uh-huh. He's gonna... Oh, oh, god, I'm sorry about this. I don't know how this feels. Do you feel... Back. I'm not sure. Anyway, he's gonna grab the core out. 
you rip it out of the steam body and the steam dissipates all over the dang place. So, sorry about that. Mind the hot water. Still learning how this works. So there was- basically, Yuria, you were right next to an explosion of steam. What do you do about it? Because that it would be very bad for you. Ah! I'm gonna get away. <laughs> okay. You're gonna need to roll to overcome, actually, because this could burn you. Okay, what- uh, let's see. That is... Plus blood. Oh! I have a plus one. Let's roll it. I got an eight. Okay. Uh, you hold up your, your metal arm to try to protect you, but it doesn't really work. It's superheated steam. It just goes around. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so you, you get, like, it is intensely uncomfortable, and I'm going to damage your grace stat. It hurts. Your arm is seizing up a little bit from the superheatedness, damaging something. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it doesn't rust. But yeah, all that steam just drifted away in the wind because you're high in the air. And now that there's not something holding it together, it just goes. So sorry about that. What, what, what did you do? I'm not quite sure. Don't worry about it. Does this look okay to you? She holds out her prosthetic arm and there's sparks oh, coming well, out. I thought you would make it waterproof by now. Well, that was more the heat than the I water. thought you would make it heatproof I... by now. That seems more important. <laughs> Pan doesn't think that heat proof is hard. Look, I have a lot to teach you about cooling systems and mechanical things, but right now, so what was with that? That looked like the golem that we, that, well, you encountered on the mountain. Well, yes, it is. And the one that you brutally slaughtered once again, you monster. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to share... Or do you want me to just go back in my hole? Because I don't need to talk with you about this. I'm sorry. Alright, so what So what happened here? It's a golem. It, and it... Golems. <laughs> and it wanted to guard a door, so it guarded a door. I didn't realize golem was And low. I forgot that not everyone can walk through scalding hot vapor. Well, I mean, you can, but only a certain kind of vapor. <laughs> <laughs> I think the temperature's the hard part there, yeah. That's what was damaged, by the way. Her vaping rig, she's pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not... It's semi-fragile. It's not meant to handle that level of heat. So, you're the one who actually knows how this works. Frankly, I'm just kind of scared of it, so that's why I sit here. But, is there anything on the ship that needs to be guarded by a presumably single-functioning intelligence that I'm not sure if it feels pain, and I'd be feeling really bad right now if it did. I hope it doesn't. But it is useful. Well, let's see. Is the Quakwar Tower enterable from the Steam Core? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ladders going up from this into the Quad Core, and basically... Okay, okay, so the idea that I had, you can feel free to veto this, because it's ex- my idea is extremely dangerous, and I like it that way, but it's also extremely dangerous, is uh, that the quad core is basically entirely exposed to open air, and so all the engine bits are on the inside and accessible and such, and there are just four ladders going up all around the side of it, like on the outside of the quad core that connect the steam core to the command tower. So to actually do engine work, you have to climb a ladder and do work on the engine from a ladder. And to get from the steam core to the command tower quickly, you have to climb these ladders in open air. 
Oh, right. That's slightly dangerous because that's extremely I'm... dangerous. <laughs> for Especially when I'm reasons. the only one that can do anything to work on this. So I don't think adding a golem security system to exposed ladders during mid-flight operation would be a good idea. Not when you're the only one that can pass through it. Uh, well, let's look at the alternatives. But now I'm wondering, what else does it work on? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What do we have an excess of in a large pile, preferably? Uh, books, food, water. I mean, I need to use those still. Pump time. Clothes. Those I don't think anyone's using. I don't think any of us change. Mechanical junk. If you if you want a junk golem, there is a literally a junk pile in Trash to Treasure 2. Why would we have a junk golem when we could have a leather jacket golem? <laughs> I I have slime. Do you need slime? We have a lot of slime and water. What if you just like dig out a little bit of the floor and put it in the floor and then it's a mall golem? That sounds yeah. like it could have unexpected consequences. <laughs> Why else would I bring it up? I don't think the... I don't think introducing an AI system when the AI system's only co- coherent thought is please hold <laughs> is a good idea. That was spot on, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I've practiced. Anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna... So let's just go back through Neptune's playground and head over... I- I'm gonna head over to you looking cool <laughs> the clothing okay. shop hey pop tart yuria and uh, pan are walking through your room with a giant gemstone okay are you going to do anything um, with that um i'm i'm going to mess with pan a bit i'm just going to like hurl a bunch of pond slime at his head <laughs> and then jump onto his shoulders what you doing what you doing good morning hi uh, Wait, it's six o'clock at night. Hi, hi morning. Oh, what? What? Well, whatever time it is. How'd you tell time? What's time? Yeah, what is time? I'm three hundred years old. Now that I've installed the blessed power of the sun orb, it could be any time that we like. <laughs> <laughs> As Harbinger is suddenly here. I I like the I like the mental image of Harbinger just like teleporting in, giving us this fact, and then going like teleporting out. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Wait, is Harbinger teleporting out again? I don't think Harbinger teleports. You're just inattentive. I was going to try to teleport too, with remembered by history. Oh well. He doesn't teleport. I don't know where you got this idea that Harbinger can teleport. It's not an ability they have. What do you think, Pop-Tart? Does Harbinger teleport? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Solid. Anyway, what are you doing? Okay, so, that golem from yesterday, I have it, but it's a rock right now. I'm going to sit on the rock. And we might be able to put the rock in other things. So far, we know it can work on snow, steam, presumably water, because that is what those two things are. But we have a lot of spare junk lying around, and I want it to have a home, because I feel really bad about this. I'm going to reach out my hand that is still covered in slime. <laughs> uh, you touch the gross rock. It is now more gross. Gross. It feels hot to the touch because it was made of steam a moment ago. Okay, I have a question though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. did you wash your hands before you touched it? I did not know. <laughs> okay, did we I have a tiny lichen elemental now. 
we do not actually. <laughs> yeah, it, it's there just is gonna... a bunch of okay. slime on the on the core, but it is not enough slime to make a golem, so it is doing nothing with it. It makes a t- it makes a high pitched tiny please hot. <laughs> no, it does nothing. It just has slime okay. on it now. It's gross. Makes a tiny little squeaky please no Steffi. <laughs> 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 uh, I had to. I'm sorry. So we're gonna. So we have three options here that I see: leather jacket golem, tacky fashion golem, or junk golem. Now that's the worst option, and I'm not going to allow that to happen. Ah. It has to be one of the other two. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. If I'm in control of the junk golem, hmm. I mean, it's not your golem. You literally already have a buff friend. That you can airdrop in from space anytime. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I have exactly one friend. Oh. Be generous. <laughs> Pop Tart's gonna flex. Wait. I'm wait. glad you're not considering each other friends. That's. Wow. Wow. Maybe we'll wow. grow into that. Wow. I mean, your wow. one interaction thus far has not been super positive, so I guess it's not surprising. But I want know. to point out the only people that Pop Tart and Pan have bonds with is each other. Well, and also that lady that I almost killed. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Didn't. I. I made that one right. Yeah, I, I almost killed job. you, but now we can be friends. Yeah. So at this point, uh, Pop-Tart's standing on top of the rock, flexing to show off how strong they are as a friend. Also, the rock isn't that big, so I'm assuming that you're doing this as a frog. Yeah, so just imagine a <laughs> tiny frog flexing. Anyway, I'm, I'm gonna go over to you looking cool, which I really don't like saying out loud, and I want to avoid it from now on. <laughs> you looking cool! Do we have to, like, okay. assemble a pile of clothing? Uh, again, I'm still partial to the leather jackets. We haven't described the interior of you looking cool, but I'm thinking it's just, like, it's, like, think of, like, an old navy or the Gap, except it's tacky 80s yeah. fashion. Oh, so a denim golem. You could make a denim golem. There is totally a rack of jeans. I think it's time to make a denim, denim golem. I think they just call those Canadians. So it's a Jolum. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's make a Jolum. Okay, so do we like construct this out of smaller articles of clothing? Like, do we use like all pants, or do we like get a jacket, get a shirt, get some pants, get some gloves? I don't know. Describe me what you're attempting, and I'll tell you how it goes. <laughs> I'm. Tr- I feel like I want to try to do this like a scarecrow situation. So we use the jacket and the pants, and then like find something to. Ma- we want. I want to make it like vaguely human shape again, so I can feel better about it existing, because <laughs> I don't like talking to the large floating vapor face. Okay. No? Yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna construct a golem or construct a like a ragdoll thing. What are you stuffing it with? More denim. Okay. We all bleed denim here. So we have like a, a we have a scarecrow, which is basically just a bunch of pairs of jeans with like a t-shirt over it and a jacket over that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the t-shirt should say. There's a lot of options on the table. I feel like the t-shirt might actually be from. Oh no, we got rid of it. Oh, the the. The, the fast food chain that shall be not be named because I guess it got annexed off of the food court. <laughs> it got destroyed. Like all things should be. Oh. 
Oh, well. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like a really. I was thinking like an early '80s design where it's just like a a circle, yeah. a square, and a triangle in three different colors. Or a steam bosom T-shirt from <laughs> Curse of Chaos. God. We also need to get like a belt for okay. it. Yeah, we got, it's to hold all this belts. nonsense together. Yeah, and for good measure, Friar runs over to Marley and Marley Davidson and grabs uh, boots, gloves, and maybe a hat and a cool a cool leather jacket to put over the denim sure. jacket for extra safety. <laughs> for extra safety, okay. <laughs> wow. So once you build this pseudo scarecrow, what are you doing with it? Just shoving that heart up in there, in the heart-ish location. I'm going to hop off the rock while this is happening. I don't want to become part of a jeans golem. <laughs> <laughs> so you stick the orb into, like, the neck of it. Well, I thought it would be, like, the chest cavity. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, yeah, you, like, you shove the heart it down goes. into the t-shirt, basically, oh. from the neck point. Okay. So it's inside the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's enough jeans here that you have just made a jeans golem. <laughs> <laughs> it stands up. Uh, the hat is resting over its neck. It has no head. Oh, oops, forgot about that. <laughs> a pair of <laughs> eyes appears on the hat. Oh, ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> Yuria quickly grabs a jean hat. A chat, if you will. Here you go. It does nothing with it. It does not take it. It does nothing. Okay. It asks you, Aww. What shall I guard? Where do mm. you want me? Hey Pan, I have a I have a thought. Uh, could you make sure that it doesn't attack us? I mean, I'm not sure if it can do much. I will not attack those who are authorized. Okay, uh, that thing is authorized. This thing's authorized. Incorrect. And there's two more things. To, oh, um, am I authorized? You are not. Oh, only workers are authorized. Oh, okay. Well, I step forward and say, I am Yeria Bloodtongue of the Quadcore Punching Patch. I am Captain. And here, I hereby authorize the four members of the Fellowship on this ship. You are not authorized. Only workers oh. are authorized. Shit. I think they only got the Red Panda skull. Wait, I'm a Red Panda. <laughs> you are not authorized. You're not authorized, Red Panda. What do I do to get authorized? You need a blue hat... Workers wear blue hats. Uh, what? Where's that chat? Are there any blue hats and you looking cool? You, there are some chats. We already established this. <laughs> okay. I find one. I find one. I'm gonna crawl inside of a hat. I put. I put one on. I'm just gonna fall asleep in this hat. It's nap time. You are now asleep on top of Yuria's head inside of the blue hat that she put on. Until we actually need Halt to guard something, we should just put a blue hat over its eyes so it thinks that everybody is authorized. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that. Well, right now it's not guarding anything, so it's just going to keep asking you, Where do you want me? Wait, how am I allowed to tell it where to guard something if I'm not authorized to begin with? You brought me to life. So I'm not authorized even though <laughs> I am, for all intents and purposes, your father. No. Okay. Cool. Authorization codes are established. This golem quickly goes into its teenager status. You're not my real dad. Basically, 
from 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 a little bit of experimentation, more poking around with it, uh, it seems that they have authorization set from the beginning, but they are programmed to go where the person who animates them wants them to, so they can do. Basically, the the person who made them doesn't have to set them up. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're dealing with we're dealing with two lines of programming here: the initial and then the authorization program. All right, fascinating. Yeah. So whoever wakes it up is authorized to set it somewhere, but are, are not authorized to, like, go through. They, that's separate. Where do we want this friend? I don't... Do we just leave it in here? Where do you want me? I, I just asked that. Thank you for reiterating. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wanted to block the least traffic area, so it's probably going to have to guard the entrance to uh, Marley and Marley. I mean, you can ha- you can place him on any one of these catwalks. Oh wait! Oh no! That's good. That's gonna put normal dog's gonna go through my room now in order to get back. Oh no! Do you want to block off Neptune's playground from you looking cool? I mean, that would make Pop Tart and and Tentacle go through the Steam Core anytime they need to go anywhere, and I don't like that. I really like the vocal gymnastics you had to do to just say you looking cool in a questioning tone of voice. <laughs> <laughs> so you like looking that? cool? <laughs> oh, look at this rat-ass oh. golem. Oh, oh, come on. It's anyway. a jeans guy that you gave a leather jacket to. I don't have another mini for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that Gnome has a, a pog for a jeans golem just on hand. I do have a pog for a punk in a leather jacket, though. I'm gonna bring jeans guy i'm gonna like very politely shuffle them across the boardwalks and i'm gonna go back with my original intention of making sure that either pop tart or dog cannot get to the steam core okay it is now guarding that catwalk and since it can no longer expand and just fill space since it is now a physical finite thing it is just standing in the catwalk and holds up an arm whenever someone comes close to say halt Cool. Please step back. That was a lot of work for something. <laughs> I'd like to point out that this entire time, Pan has had a head full of pond slime and just hasn't noticed. No, Pan hasn't. Yuria has. No, because when Pan came Yuria through, Yuria put on the hat. No, when Pan came through the playground, I, I, I threw slime oh, at yeah, him yeah, to get his that. attention. You did throw pond slime at Pan. Yes, that's true. If I wipe it off right away, it just gets everywhere. So if I let the water evaporate, I just have to clean off the dust. Now, wait a minute. Does, is Pop-Tart actually going to cover my head in slime? Because yeah. they believe that if you pet <laughs> if you pet a bread pan on the head, they die. I'm not well, petting you, though. Yeah. yeah. They're just oh. sitting while being wet They're being very careful. in your hat. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what? This is not the worst thing that's gotten in my hair. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hey, where did where did Arby's go? We've never had a Harbys. Harbys? Harby. Where did Harby go? I'm divinating. Well Sounds we just made a jeans min. <laughs> yeah, so so let's let's page away while you were all doing that nonsense. Hey Harbinger, what's your divinating doing? What's it up to? I don't know, I feel like Harby probably just finished it and I was now heading over to the command tower to input the coordinates. Cool. Do you have an idea for where you want to go, or should I give you an idea? I have no idea. I think you and Harbinger know well than better than I. Okay. 
because I have some notes. Uh, if you wanted to find something like, say, maybe about where the Overlord's going, there is news on the wind, which you got from the literal wind, because that's how divining works. Hey, a paper airplane! <laughs> that, uh, there are some forces in position outside the elven capital city of Lendora. Oh, really? What are those forces up to? You're not sure why they're there, but presumably not for good things. Well, let's head over on that way. Let's also use this time to figure out what the command input interface even looks like. Uh, I'm thinking it's a complicated series of, of levers. Like, I don't think there's a steering wheel, because a direction is not a thing this ship has. Yeah, complicated series of levers sounds good. And then, I think, the only reason Harbinger is any good at entering coordinates like that is that they're just mathematically minded. I don't know, that's just like a cool backstory fact from before they were Harbinger even, huh? Sure. Yeah, I think Yuria and Harbinger are the only ones that even know how to operate the ship. I can navigate. Yeah, I mean, technically, Pop-Tart's the pilot. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, good point. Get up here, Pop-Tart. Let's retcon out all that thing I just did. Well, no, I'm, asl- I'm asleep in a hat. Duty calls. Oh, Harbinger's comms. Never mind. Yeah. Harbinger can yell at all of you from anywhere on the ship. With my mind. Such as right now, get up here, Pop-Tart. No. We have a new... No. I walk up to the... I walk up there with... Pop-Tart sleeping in my yeah. head. Well, they aren't sleeping anymore. They're they're very grumpy, but yes. Oh, what is it? Maybe to pilot it, you act. Maybe it is the levers, but they're all in really weird and inconvenient places, so you just kind of have to jump around all over. They just pull random levers, and somehow we get there. Okay, so right now what I'm thinking is it's not like a coordinate bait system, but like every single lever makes one of the pods start moving in a direction, so you need to synchronize how you're moving each pod so that they don't run into each other and it moves the whole That's actually how Pop-Tart does it and why they're the best suited to be the pilot because they're small enough and quick enough that they can just actually hop around between all the buttons and press them quickly. Also because there's so many that it's like there's decision paralysis if you try to overthink it but Pop-Tart doesn't overthink it. They just think, oh, we need to go this way so these ones need to move like this, that needs to move like that and they just kind of do it. Also, Pop-Tart's basically a glorified compass, because they know where the rivers are. Yeah, they can feel it. Yeah. Also, you could probably kind of feel the flow of the ship beneath you, because it's, like, aerified water. Mm-hmm. The whole ship runs on steam and water. You can yep. feel it. Plus, there's, you know, all the water in my little pod. Yeah. That that That's my grounding. That's That was my thought. Okay. So now that we're moving the ship proper... I think it's time to begin our long journey to Lendora, the capital city of the elves. So, what's the first thing that gets in your way, Harbinger? What what makes this difficult first? A roving cloud of dangerous, deadly spike balls floating in the air. They're like, you know Mario has those giant, lovely spike balls? It's like those, but they're just bouncing about through the air. Okay. Yeah, they're like mines underwater, but... Like within the within the confines of a cloud, or just it's like a sky mine or something. But they're gigantic and they don't actually explode. They're just like gigantic maces, (laughs) which is extremely bad for a blimp ship. Yeah, this sounds like an orcish sort of weapon that's just gone astray. But yeah, Yeah. that's uh, that's the situation we're looking at. 
So I'm guessing you're passing over an area that, like, was intended to be a no-fly zone. But it's the direct yeah, route. Since batten down the hatches. Also, no-fly only for blimps. Are we working <laughs> in a blimp-based economy? Well, I, I imagine that there are a lot of blimps, but also, like, these giant balls would just... would they fuck up a biplane pretty good, too. True. Which I imagine is are about the most complicated an air vehicle gets. Are they grounded on anything, or are they just suspended? Like, are they chained to the ground somewhere, or...? I they're magnetically suspended. Okay. So they are floating like within a degree of variance, but they are like bouncing up and down in this giant magnetic field area. So hey, how are you going to get through that, guys? Clever piloting? We can try that. You are the pilot. Would you like to be a clever pilot? I could try and be a clever pilot. Can we go under? We could try to go under. That does sound like a plan. Yeah. If they're not tethered, then there's nothing in the way. Yeah, you could go low and try to try to go under them. Although then you're very close to the magnetic field itself, which might fuck with the ship in some ways. I mean, I don't know how that works. It sounds like magic, so who cares? <laughs> Alright. Well, if we have both the pilot and the engineer working on this, you can roll with hope. Okay. Should I be back in the engine? Yes, you should. You Now that okay, we are flying I'm the gonna... ship proper, you are in the engine doing engine things. Back me up! I'm going to go there. So roll to get away with plus engine. Uh, Pop-Tart rolls this, so 2D, 3d6 plus 1. 3d6 plus 1. We drop the lowest die. Okay, I got 7 on my dice. So when you get away, on a 7 to 9, choose 1. You can get through quickly, avoiding harm along the way. You can get there quietly, drawing no attention. And the last one doesn't apply. So are you going to get there quickly and no, with no harm? You, like, zip through the field before anything can hurt you? Or are you going to get through quietly, drawing no attention? You might take some damage to the ship, but nothing bad will happen from other stuff later. I'm going to go through quietly. Okay. We, I, we have an engineer here. She can fix the ship if anything goes wrong. That's true. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Marley and Marley Davidson is hit by a spike ball. Oh, no. Uh, who cares? <laughs> uh, I do because I named that after Medibot's, one of Medibot's characters. Rest in peace, Medibot. <laughs> it isn't destroyed, but it is now no longer floating by itself, which causes a drag on the ship. Yeah, I probably should repair that. It's, on, it's it's only Marley Davidson, though. Is it puking out yeah. jackets? We lost Marley one. Yeah, some a motorcycle fell out along with a couple jackets. Oops. No! Look, I have like three dozen in there, it's fine. I mean, Pan has definitely already taken his. So overall, there's like there's now a hole in the wall, and the blimp is popped. Um, so it is now it is now sagging. And it has to be held up by the rest of the ship's framework. It's only down to and Marley. <laughs> well, there goes the rest of the sign. Um. Did we really need the first Marley? It's the and and the Marley and the Davidson that really bring it together. Yeah, so now it's just and Marley Davidson. Yeah, the first one was just the financier, so fuck him. Actually, I'm imagining that like the top was Marley and Marley, and then below that was Davidson, so now it's and Marley Vidson. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what now? Well, okay, now we've made it through that. You did not draw any attention. Pop-Tart, after you make it through there, you can feel a halfling below. 
Ooh! So if you wanted to stop, you could go meet one, or you could just fly over. Uh, this is a forested area. There's a community down there. You could... If you if you guys stop, you could try and repair the, the Davidson shop, so that way it could fly properly. Oh yeah, and actually the ship is damaged. Uh, which stat should that be? I'm gonna say it's damaged the engine, actually, because then it's flying worse. No! Now that it's, now that it's being dragged down. I'm sorry! Yeah, that's, that's the only one that would make sense. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. If you want we'll, to do we'll repairs, you'll have to stop somewhere. And this would be a decent place, because you know someone's here. It's okay, I've got a repair kit too, so we can do this. I know somebody's here, but I don't know if I know them yet. Yeah, it's a forested area. You might not, but it's also... This isn't too far from your home. You might know them. You might have met them at the yearly shindig. Or ten yearly. I don't know how often you guys do that. It's every year. Okay. Okay, I'm going to relay this information to everybody. If nobody has any any immediate objections, I'm going to take us down. Yeah, well, as the captain, I say, that's fine. I have the final say. Okay, let's do it. Down! Like, I, I threw my arm up in the air when I said that, by the way. <laughs> Wait, are we going up or down? Down! Okay. <laughs> what does the uh, ship look like now that it's all landed? Because, like, I have a mental image, but I want to know what you guys think. Kind of like a deflated octopus, I think. <laughs> it's not deflated! <laughs> I mean, I was under the impression that all of the stores kept floating around the tower, because it's not like we're making the tower go down horizontally. I can't imagine that it's all spread out, because it was originally a mall, so it's on a, yeah. you know, a level plane. So it just lands all even. Well, oh, I was under the impression that when, like, even when it was a mall, the stores were still, like, suspended a little bit. And that was, like, part of the gimmick. You're really giving a lot of credit of how much magical power is in the Red Pandas. I mean, this is all mechanical power. There's nothing magic about this entire place. Except for the, the sun core that we just installed. I'm not sure how much of this was the original structure, is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, if it, if it all kind of floats lightly, then there's probably, like, ladders and ramps that come down from each shop. Look, we've been journeying for, like, a year. We probably added a couple shops, so... Yeah. I mean, I was thinking that, like, all the shops will, like... They'll decouple from the top of the command tower, and they'll just kind of drift down to the ground... Um, so they're still connected to the steam core, and it uh, spreads out, and you have, like, a strip mall. With the command tower in the center, as with its big sign proclaiming to everyone around, Hey, there's a mall here now. You should probably tear that down, because we're not dealing with capitalist stuff here now anymore. <laughs> Alright, so we're landing. Alright, so you three go ahead and check out. I am going to go ahead and repair this. Is this going to count for my one of my charges of my... Yeah. Uh, yeah, use kit. up one use okay. of your repair kit, and that'll take you a lot of time, but the engine will be fixed when you're done. Yeah, I figured by the time that they return from whatever ventures they have, I'll be done. So, alright, you three have fun. So, as Yuri is doing the repairs, who's all on the uh, crew out then? Me, hi. Uh, me. Okay. Harbinger, are you going with them, or are you going to stay here? I'll be staying behind to prognosticate the remainder of my plans for this amazing journey that will end in us all being very satisfied, I hope. Cool. Have fun out there on your field trip, kids. We will. (laughs) I brought a packed lunch. I did too. I brought three. Oh, well. So Pan, Pop-Tart, it's just the two of you. Yes, it is. You two are going to be going into the forest, I guess, and... Pop-Tart, you can feel where the roughly where the halfling is from you. They're they're like southeast-ish, but like to to actually like quickly find them, you'll have to spend a use of your book. 
Um, if you don't want to do that, if you want to save that for later, you can just wander around and see what's around, and maybe you'll bump into them, maybe you won't. Okay, well, I've already taken my traditional place on top of my mound. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to sort of look down over his head and be like, do you want to look around a bit? We don't know how long Yuri is going to be, and if they really need us back, I guess Harvey will call, so... We're, no, we're in no rush. Okay, let's explore. Yeah. Hey there, Feats fans. I'm dropping into this episode to let you know that our show is made possible by a Patreon campaign, and it has been for quite some time. But the reason I'm saying this now is because we've recently rewritten, redone, relaunched that campaign. To start with, we have new goals. Our first goal, our number one priority, is becoming self-sufficient enough to pay our edit team, those wonderful geniuses who've turned these four, five, even eight audio tracks into a a listenable, well-paced episode, and that's even before the music comes in. After that, we're looking to add more art from more artists, and then more games. That's really the whole point of this, is to grow the show and really capitalize on the wonderful diversity and variety of games and players that uh, I think is what makes our show so special. And in exchange for your support, uh, we have new rewards for people. Things like getting early access to episodes. At the time I'm recording this spot, we just put up three previews. Now that's not just like 10 minutes of this thing coming out, that's three entire episodes that only Patreon backers can hear right now. And we're planning on every single episode getting that same period of exclusivity just for our Patreon backers before they're shared with the entire world. But there are other rewards like personalized shoutouts in episodes, like being able to vote on upcoming games for bonus feats. We're working out even more as I speak. I'd also like to thank all the fantastic people who know everything I'm saying because they were here before this relaunch. Without you, we wouldn't have made it to this point to begin with. And I'd like to encourage everyone to visit patreon.com feats, take a look at what we have to offer, and the, the pitch we're making in exchange for your support. We appreciate it so much. Every single dollar is going to help us keep this show rolling and growing, and just sharing that link around is going to do so much to help us reach our goal. Word of mouth is the most powerful tool in this new media landscape, and it's brought us every single person that's hearing this message right now. That's you. Thank you so much. And with that, good night, folks.